The following content has been provided by RWTH, Aachen University. Now this wraps up the discussion of uh, interface design notations and I want to um, say a couple more final words on um, usability in the real world because you'll be going out, you've you know, heard DIS1 so you're now expert designers of user interfaces by definition. Um, and once you enter a sort of a company as you know, the head of usability or something, um, you will then run into curious uh, sort of crosswinds and counter effects to what you're trying to do. Um, Norman talks about this in the uh, end of his book. There's an appendix that is actually new for the new um, version that, that's uh, like two, uh, three years old now. Um, and one of the things he, he talks about is there are basically the, the various competitive forces um, that come up. Um, a lot of manufacturers uh, today clearly see the, 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 the ways they can compete in price, features, and quality. And, and that's an order, right? Of, that's a priority. So competing by price, of course, is, um, is a valid you know, way to compete. But it makes it hard for you to argue the case in a design process for a product to say, let's put some extra time into getting the user interface to be you know, as, as good as possible. Um, the other thing that often gets in the way is that you are the the um, the business might actually try to design um, a product to be purchased by people who make the purchasing decision for the product, and those people may not be the end users. You know, classic example would be SAP. You know, uh, you're never selling SAP to a secretary; you're selling it to the IT team in a large university in North Rhine-Westphalia that I don't want to name. Um, and then the people who actually end up in the offices and need to work with on a daily basis are not the same ones that made the purchasing decision and the decision on what features should go where and how the user interface should work. So this also makes it hard to argue the case for usability uh, because as a company, you're not selling to people for whom that is even you know, a big concern. They're not aware that this could be important. Uh, then, of course, there's the whole issue of creeping featureism. You know, people buy stuff by the amount of features, even if they don't really need them. Um, and even if you do have a chance to um, address the needs of your user base, you may often face the, the problem that, oh, this is supposed to be a, prob a, a, a product used in a company, and I want the... I had this case a couple months ago. <clears throat> they wanted to write a, a piece of software in a company, and it was supposed to be used... You know, in, in a logistics setting, both by the people who are out on you know the tarmac, tarmac as on an airport, um, you know, tagging parcels, uh, and also by the guy who is sitting in his back office and reviewing the quarterly performance. I was like, those are very different scenarios. You probably need two different user interfaces and application designs here for these two. And they're like, ah, oh, but that's expensive. You know, yes, it is, but otherwise you're not going to get it right for these diverse users, right? So that's often a challenge too. You're going to face. And um, that is hard to, hard to resolve. Um, <coughs> the, uh, another thing that can bite you is we've talked about the DIA cycle. Uh, and that assumes, basically, that you can do a design, you know, prototype it, test it, and then feedback. And you do that until you get it right. Um, and that's great. And once you're done with that version and you've put that version out, you can say, oh, when I start my next version, 
I can learn from all the mistakes I made in the prototyping of that first version. The problem is that in the real world, especially with things like cars or planes or like um, those things that take a long time to develop, the development and design for the next model generation already starts while the current one is still in the process of being you know, completed. So you may actually, you know, I don't know, you're designing a, uh, a jumbo jet, right? So you're learning, oh my god, what a bad idea it was to design the air vents for the passengers in this way. And, and you learn that by, you know, I don't know, fairly final user testing shortly before you go into production. There's no way you can make that design decision, you know, change that decision in the design even for the next generation. So you are in a long latency here where it's hard to fix these things. It's going to take a long time. Um, the CEO of Amazon um, put it nicely, he, you know, how to address these issues. Uh, and, and Amazon isn't exactly a, um, you know, unsuccessful in, 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 in satisfying customers. And they said, uh, the CEO said that they are simply customer obsessed. So uh, they ignored their competition for the most part. Um, they ignored traditional marketing requirements. Um, and they mostly focused on very simple, extremely customer-driven questions and needs. So if you can make that happen, if you can get that sort of approach into a company or in, into a particular product team, um, that's great. But not always do you, will you find you know, that understanding base. Um, I personally like to refer to this, this, this effect as um, transitive uh, sort of, yeah, analogy. It's, it's kind of like I, I need to sort of like transitive education. So basically, I go to a customer as, as, a, as a consultant for, for usability issues, and the customer is like a software house, right, that's supposed to develop a product for, for somebody else. And I, I explain usability to them, and they're like, yeah, yeah, usability, we're well, going to do it this way. And then they go to the, their, custom, their customer, and they say, we've got this awesome new idea. And then their customer's like, well, I don't understand. right? That doesn't make sense to me. I want it cheap and fast and lots of features. Uh, so then we need to go and explain to that customer why they actually are going to benefit from an approach that is more centered on usability than on just getting something out quickly. Um, so that's sort of the, this, this, this transitive um, teaching that you need to sometimes do until all people, all stakeholders that are involved are actually signed up um, to do it this way. This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.